Hello, and welcome to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic. My name is Wouter Bernhardt, and before we do anything else, I'd like to rectify an inexcusable mistake. In not one, but two episodes this week, I have said some things that should not have been said, and if the merciful grammar gods are on my side in the future, I will try never to say again. That were Chris Muniz and Steve Gibson. That were Sam Wisniewski and India Jewel. Apparently, this is not grammatically correct. Who knew? Who knew? That was, not that were. I hope you've all calmed down and we can get on with the show. The reason I'm bringing this up right now is because I'm speaking with an impeccable Englishman that goes by the name of Robert Willis, by some referred to as Posh Rob. I then did what every reasonable person does, and I took to Twitter. Rob has been a tour guide in Berlin for 10 years. He has been a DJ and a music producer and is currently working as a coach for public speaking. But we're first going to have to talk about something completely different, because Rob, his wife and their six-month-old baby are not in Berlin, but currently stuck on the other side of the world. How, how, how are you? Where are you, by the way? Because you are in a five-hour time delay. Yeah, I'm in Sao Paulo right now. Oh, you're in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Yeah. That's far away. Yeah, I was meant to be back, actually, by now. But certain events delayed that rather. So I'm going to be here some time longer. Uh, probably till the end of the month. That's when the flight is. But, you know, we don't know if the flights are going to be open again. It's a really weird situation, actually. Were you intending to be flying back earlier? Yeah, I meant to be back already. Um, I mean, the aim was to be back, to be working at Easter, you know, for the, the season. Well, that's not going to happen, is it, Rob? Yeah, exactly. So it is, it is very strange, actually, this whole, whole situation. How so? So tell me about Sao Paulo and your situation. Like, what what does your quarantining look like? Well, at the moment, they have quarantining to a certain degree, in that the shops are all closed, and apart from supermarkets, pharmacies, and petrol stations, so that's the same as in um, as in Germany. What's I guess different is they don't have any bans on people going outside, but people here are quite careful without being needed to be told to, uh, told, uh, need, without being told to do so. Um, they've got a the president here is not taking it seriously at all and basically saying, yeah, it's fine, um, it's just a flu. But people are really angry about that and actually taking it very seriously, staying at home and not meeting up with each other, which, as I understand, is, uh, is not happening in, in Berlin. Are you, where, where, what, what is like, what is your, where are you staying? Oh, in an Airbnb. What are your, uh, what do your days look like? A week, well, I'm here with, on paternity leave with a six-month-old baby, so that does shape the, <laughs> it, it shapes the day somewhat. She's up and ready to party at about 4.30, so I wake her up and I leave my wife to sleep a little bit. I sit with her until she gets grumpy and wants to eat. And then she goes back to sleep. By that point, I can't get back to sleep myself. I try and make some music, do something creative or something until my wife and the baby get up. Then we have breakfast. And then I'm actually kind of working at the moment. 
because of all of this, it's essentially changed my job completely. So I'm trying to refocus my efforts to being online. What? How do you feel about um, putting a baby into this world? Right now, it's a bit weird, isn't it? The timing is is not exactly ideal. It's not like she's going to remember any of it. She's not. But boy, oh boy, isn't this the weirdest thing to have happened? I think it, it's like my grandmother who was born in 1918. Mm. So just before the Spanish flu hit. Kind of world-shaking event that's happening around her. And she doesn't really care as long as you play with her a bit and give her milk and stuff. <laughs> it's It's quite surreal, actually. This uh, being who hasn't got any idea of what's going on outside. Do you sort of take comfort in that a little bit? I mean, I can also understand you just have a daily chore, like taking care of this kid. Can't really think about anything else. <laughs> uh, it's now, of course, like she's really funny and she's really happy. And I guess there are moments where we get upset about the whole situation, as everyone is. And then she's just grinning at us. So then that immediately diffuses the situation for us a little bit, which I guess is really helpful. This is not something that either of us can really do anything about. So if we can take our mind off it, that's that's great. It doesn't really help um, your current situation. It doesn't really get help by the fact that everybody applies for a certain government grant and then you didn't get it. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't fun. Tell me a little bit about that. I filled in the form like everyone else. You remember the mad rush to get it filled in? Yeah, I do remember the mad rush. Everybody was sort of like sort of working each other up a little bit and everybody's like, Am I in the right line? And what are you already who already has his number? As everybody it was really panicky, I felt. It was really panicky. And there was lots of conflicting information about what should happen once the form has been filled in. You were meant to get a download and it said send and print. I came to BR and I clicked send and print and it said like done, but there was no print. So I thought that's weird. Do I do something wrong? Um, I clicked back and I opened the form again I thought oh right maybe I didn't do it right then I filled it in clicked send still nothing and then I found on Twitter actually they're not sending the PDF out the fact however that I had filled in the form twice meant that I my form was put into a different queue because it looked like I was trying to apply twice for the grant oh you're going to scam the system Rob I see what's going on exactly why have five when you can have 10? <laughs> <laughs> so together with the panic that we were all feeling because of the, um, you know, the queue and the, the lack of information and so on, I then did what every reasonable person does. And I took to Twitter. I was, I was competing with Donald Trump and Kanye West for the number of tweets sent out within 24 hours. So I'm still waiting for it which is not such a, a problem. The problem was really whether I would get it at all or not. 
what when you when you eventually make it back to Berlin? Like, what do you think? Or like, do you, do you think you'll you'll be able to fly back by the end of the end of the month? I quite like to get back, to be honest. Um, but it, it depends what happens in Germany with the cases. I heard that it was meant to be slowing, but it's also dependent on the countries that I fly through. So I'm flying through London. Will I be able to get through there? and to berlin from there we just have to wait and see it's again it's one of those things we can't really control what's going to happen so we just have to roll with it and it could be a lot worse i mean it could be somewhere it could be in england imagine that <laughs> you said you were you were uh working a bit online because you talk a little bit about what you're what you're working on yeah so alongside giving tours I've started coaching public speaking, which I learned through giving tours, partly. And because all of my clients and potential clients can't get into work, but they still need to work, they still need to be trained, I'm trying to come up with solutions to help them with communication, online, remote communication, virtual stuff. So... I'm developing a shorter webinar, like an hour that I can give to companies, as well as a longer three, three and a half hour workshop for up to, let's say, 10 to 15 participants, where they can optimize how they communicate online. So that's what I'm trying to, to work out. And it's something that my business needs to jump on right now, because everyone needs it immediately. And it's going to become more of a reality in the future. After this ends, I think we're going to continue doing a lot of things online that we didn't do before all of this. I think a lot more meetings are going to be done online. A lot more pitches are going to be done online. A lot more classes are going to be done online. People are going to get used to not having to go out of the house for it. So it's a good thing to embrace, I think. Are you in contact with uh, many of your colleagues at home? You know, um, yeah, mostly just for banter and silliness. Well, what, what do you guys chat about? A lot of it has to do with Corona and everything related to Corona. And because it's just so unbelievable, isn't it? The Prime Minister of the UK in intensive care and more and more people affected by this, more and more stupid decisions made also just hearing a little bit about what it's like back home because it sounds unbelievable back in berlin it's a lot more shut down than than here and was shut down long before brazil was i think to be fair a lot of it is in our heads like i feel like you could still go outside you still see people outside it's beautiful weather here People go out for a walk. You can go to the supermarket. Yeah, of course, you can't go clothing shopping and you can't hug your friends. And those things are happening. It doesn't it doesn't look very different. It might look a little bit quieter, but if you you have to really pay attention to see that something is is different. I think it's more the fact that you can't or you, you can go outside, but a lot of us don't have anything to go towards anymore you know we don't have this this duty to fulfill on a daily basis we just sit at home so 
it isn't so much as of a, a huge crisis quarantining situation that everybody is under lockdown and the military is on the street. But I think a lot of it is, especially for us guides, it's it's, it's sort of a, an existential thing that is bugging us. For sure. The lack of personal contact, I think, is quite big, though. And once it's not there, you really realize how much you miss it, I think. Because you can, but you shouldn't meet up with friends outside. And being shut off in that way is, is, is not very nice. Tour guides are in a interesting situation because our industry is gone right now. It doesn't actually happen. Most other people who are having to work from home have different challenges to us. I don't know. I think we're in a better situation because we can be we use this opportunity, I guess, to think about other things that we might want to do beyond tour guiding. I personally have wanted to explore other things for a very, a very long time. And so this might be the push that I need to make results happen. But what if you just want to be a tour guide, Rob? Then it's going to be rather tough. I, I, I saw some people... One of the companies was emailing me about continuing to do virtual tours and that you go around with your smartphone and show people around. Like Sarah did one. Really? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? <laughs> and I, I, I mean, it's different. Yeah. And it, it worked well? I think she did a great job. Um, she had somebody filming her um, and she spoke through her earpiece so the, the sound quality was 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 fine was good you could hear it but it, i mean yeah it's not it's not being in front of a group rob it's something completely different obviously we're just trying to figure out what's what's what works like i've i've heard many people say that what they miss specifically is having an audience they crave this attention they crave the people coming to hear stories from them they 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 stop or they they miss the fact that they can be outside um you know those are all things you can still do um but then yeah talking to a camera maybe yeah it's, it is very different it's funnily enough one of the things i cover in trainings for virtual presenting is it's a very different dynamic that you're dealing with if you want to present to a, a camera because you don't have the immediate feedback. And I gave a presentation to 12 people over my webcam and out of politeness, they muted their cameras and you can tell a joke and you can kind of see them moving and smiling and laughing a bit, but you don't hear the laughter. So you think, was that funny? Was it not? And you feel a little bit unsure of yourself in that moment. So yeah, it's a very different dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I'm I, I'm not sure. I don't know exactly whether virtual guiding will be the the thing of the future, but it, it's also you have to think if the, if that's all we can do, then if, a lack of alternative often makes things palatable. Mm -hmm. But this is a limited crisis we will get through this people will travel again because from a guest's point of view as well they want to go somewhere and see something otherwise they'll watch a travel program do you think you will tour guide again yeah i think so for sure 
Um, whether I will do it as much in the future, we have to see on how well things go. No one knows what's going to happen. But let's just say that this season is over and is not going to happen. I think that is a very real possibility because I can't see many people wanting to go on a cruise this year or certainly people coming from further afield are not going to take that risk. I guess we have to hope for a, a good autumn if things are sorted out by then or we have to wait till next year. It's going to be a very, very long, low season, Rob. It's going to be a very long, low season and it's typical that it happened at the end of the low season to extend the low season. <laughs> felt like we came from being rushed off our feet to nothing. It's nothing to more of nothing for, or completely nothing for a long, long time. Yeah, that's 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 exactly what it is. What what is your what is your the rest of your day look like? Your evening? What time is it? It's four, so it's almost tea time. I I will have my tea. I've got to do a bit more work on my presentation. I'll give Olivia her bath then I'll probably eat dinner and watch the telly like a like the hero I am not venturing out onto the streets I want to um, thank you so much for chatting with me um, thanks for taking the time I'd like to maybe in a couple of weeks or maybe a month or a little bit later I don't know exactly uh, get in contact with you again and see if you're back yeah cool man <laughs> so let's 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 maybe do that let's do a podcast when you're back awesome man but nice to Nice to chat. Send my love to Georgia as well, yeah? I, I will do. I will do. Take care, man. And you, man. Have a good evening. Ciao, ciao. That was Rob Willis for you all, a perfectly reasonable Englishman stuck in an Airbnb in Brazil. I haven't spoken to Rob in a little while, so I actually don't know if he got his grant in the end. But he's supposed to fly back to Berlin by the end of April. Apart from being a tour guide, Rob has been focusing on public speaking, and this is, of course, the moment to give his business an extra push. I think we're going to continue doing a lot of things online that we didn't do before all of this. It's interesting to hear that he's trying to get himself ready for online presentations. But when I mentioned that tour guides are planning to ready themselves for virtual tours, he seemed to be taken aback a little bit. Really? Isn't that weird? I find it difficult to see where virtual guiding will go from here, if it's just a temporary hype or if it will actually develop into a long-lasting branch of our profession. In upcoming episodes, we will be speaking with guides that gave it a try and we'll talk about their experiences. If you are enjoying all of this giddy guidey chit chat, if hearing the other guides speak makes you feel a bit fuzzy inside, let us know by shooting a message to theLowSeasonPodcast at gmail.com. If you think the podcast should go in a certain direction, or you might think we've already crossed the line, have gone way too far, do let me know. Make sure you subscribe on Overcast, CastBox, Acast, iTunes, or Spotify to never miss the voice of your loved ones. Music is by Mark Schilders, artwork by Sergio Membrias, that were Georgia Ryungu. Next week we're back with a whole bunch of new conversations. For now, I wish you two glorious post-Friday, pre-Monday, 24-hour cycles. We'll speak soon, my friends.